Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dance of the Soul. We are here with Regan Forston and Susan Burrell. Burrell, yeah. Burrell. Uh, we are here to support you in your day-to-day -day dance of life, and that's why we call it the Dance of the Soul, because we understand that the soul dances through many lifetimes, and we are here to represent that in realities of our world today and how can our soul do the work that we need to do. And sometimes when you get the bigger picture, sometimes our souls and our daily humanness gets a chance to do the negotiation. And I'm Natasha Venter. I am a um, multi-life uh, intuitive. I am also a medium and an energy seer. And I love to do feng shui. So I advise people on how to negotiate with feng shui to help themselves do better in their life. Um, and this is Regan Forston. Regan, hi, welcome back. And, and we'll introduce Susan here in just a minute. But I okay. wanted to say hi to Regan since he's our, my partner and in the dance here. Yeah, hi. <laughs> yeah, I've been on the road, it seems like for like forever. Well, you know, three weeks in uh, San Diego, LA, Bakersfield, Fresno, down the California coast, and then Tucson for a week and then back. And um, it's been really, really, really nice. Uh, my name is Regan, as you can, well, you can see on the screen, Regan Forston. And uh, just so you know um, where I come from, I'm uh, I work with the Newton Institute. That's the, the main focus of my life right now. Uh, and uh, there's 256, uh, I'm one of 256 uh, trained certified facilitator therapists, I guess you'd call us. And uh, we've been doing uh, afterlife research for a lot of years. Uh, so um, what we do is we're trained to help people achieve a deep state of trance, which about 90% of people can. And in that state, we have discovered that everybody has a natural ability uh, to access all their memories of past lives. Um, they can actually um, uh, see themselves pass away in another lifetime, turn around, there's a guide or an angel, and they proceed to allow my person in now time with their life that they're living this time, uh, spend a couple hours on the other side asking questions, visiting loved ones that have passed on, um, and uh, oh gosh, a lot of other things that we've dis discovered. So uh, that's what I do. And I also have a regular therapy practice, hypnotherapy specializing in PTSD, fears, phobias, anxiety, depression, which kind of pretty much covers everything, you know, uh, uh, that way. Um, so uh, we have a special guest, um, Natasha, you've, uh, you're going to introduce her and I can't wait to hear all the words of wisdom that Susan has today. Well, Susan came across us through um, through finding us through the the way that Is people it? find be, being on our show and yeah. and you know we were talking earlier that you know she's going through something I'm not going to say because it's up to her but she says you know you guys are just the ones that I call, was called to be with today so I'm so <laughs> grateful that you are so Susan hi, welcome to our show the dance of the soul here um, can you say a little bit about yourself because I know that you are a magical woman Aww. to be with so thank you so much I you know and uh I am just getting a lot of energy hit. So, wow. Thanks, you guys. Um, and I, I'm so fascinated by the work that you both do because it seems that over the last uh, year, I have, have people, I have a podcast myself, Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. And a lot of the people that come to, to me like I came to you or, or, or we all came together. Who knows how it all 
it's a dance, right? So who knows how it all, we all put a dude or twad together. But um, there's a lot of people I've been interviewing at, that are doing past life regressions that have um, channeled uh, books from the afterlife that are also working with archangels. And there's so much information that it's always been there, right? It, it feels like it's always been there. I know it's always been there. There's so many. Yes. It has been always there. <laughs> but it feels like it's very potent now. Yes. Very potent. And um, and I don't use that word lightly, having been having been all those other people that were beheaded and dunked and thrown off cliffs and you know in past lives. Mm -hmm. So um so thank you for having me and dancing with me today. Um I through a series of life journeys, I uh, eventually found that I am uh, an intuitive, uh, it, you know, having had been suppressed at a very young age, you know, told not to say those things, don't do those things. I don't know what you're talking about. You're over emotional, la, 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 la. And then do, going through life experiences, a contentious um divorce after 28 years, coming back to myself, took all my life skills, all my spiritual skills, all my tools mm -hmm. to remember the truth of my being, uh, which is actually the truth of everybody, that, uh, that I am um, intuitive, I am empathic, I am a divine spark of the infinite as we all are and therefore um, connected to everything and everyone. And as I came back to myself, I began to recognize that what I do na you know, naturally um, developed even more. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I am now in this ripe old age of life that I'm living um, and working with people uh, and teaching and, uh, doing guided meditations that I put on insight timer, all of that is because of this breakthrough that I personally had to reconnect to myself within myself. So that that's kind of me right now. <laughs> I hear you there. Isn't it? You know, yeah. And isn't it amazing how life is a builder towards breaking us I, I i the words that want, i want to come to is breaking us down so we can be a brighter light it's kind of like you know you know we have to fall off the cliff kind of like you know uh you know the egg that cracks you know that old metaphor the old saying you know and and how can we become our better selves and lighter selves by going through the trauma i know for me you know living with you know 32 years with you know, the man I've lived with and four years before that with another man who had addiction, you know, and then now my husband's now almost 12 years sober and, you know, and the, that evolution, you know, of breaking me down to build us both up at the same time. I like, it's just, I like that phrase, Natasha. Yeah. I like that life is a builder because oftentimes people see life as uh, something that happens to you. Oh, right? So you don't get to participate, but in order to build something, you have to participate, mm -hmm. you know, you, and you have to lay a foundation. 
And, um, and that's some of the work I do with my clients. And, and it's in my, uh, the book I wrote, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey, how to build a foundation after you, um, after you clear the garbage out of your mm-hmm. head, of your gut, of your mind, you know, um, and, and then see who am I when the, when the dust settles and then build a foundation with strong pillars of who you are. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily who you want to be or wish you could be, but who you are, because you got to start right where you are, right? Exactly. So life is a builder. Yes, life is a builder. And and I often use the word life as a substitute for the infinite. Mm-hmm. The infinite yes. is building us all the time as it moves and experiences itself through us. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So um, Veronica, welcome. Veronica is one of my, um, my, uh, she's been a client of mine for many, many years and as a dear friend. So thank you, um, Veronica, for being here. Yes. And that's, you know, like for me, you know, I used the word when my husband got sober, it was a miracle. And then I call it a walking miracle because it takes us keep you know, building on it, keep, you know, negotiating it, keep, um, you know, unearthing it, building it up, unearthing it, building it up, you know, you know, there's been times where I almost thought I was going to leave him. And then, you know, he says, what do you want from me? And I would just say, I need grace. Just give me grace. And he, it would be thrown out because he would think it would be all logistics of the 3d, you know, I need, you know, love. I need, you know, you to do dishes. I need, no, I just give me grace. And he was like, grace what's grace (laughs) and i had to tell him what grace was i had to tell him you know show him because you know he came from drinking since he was 12 years old he didn't know you know and then he was you know in his 40s when he got sober so there's a lot that he didn't know because he was drunk all the time you know so it's one of those things that we go through life and and it is about i call them implosions you got to go through the implosion to find out how it's inner for you to do better so that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Like, yeah, this it, it's it's almost like most of us, um, or most people, I think in this life, we even though we may not ha- be uh, using alcohol or drugs, but we're still walking around in the days, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like it's almost like we're hypnotized into just you know getting up, going to work, coming home, over and over and over again and over and over again, without really thinking much about the the deeper. Th- things but because of podcasts now i think it has a lot to do with it um uh, people that have been intuitive like susan and people like you natasha that have, have had these abilities and you, Regan. We're, yeah <laughs> we're, well we're finding out now that there's there's a there's a whole troop of us you know i mean millions of us and i think all this uh, the podcast we're sharing a lot of people are thinking wow okay um maybe it's time i Maybe I really do have some ability here to connect to the other side. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there is more to life. I watched um, on 60 Minutes last night, and I'm still thinking about it today. They, they were talking about the new telescope that we sent up, and the pictures have come back. And how, boy, I'll tell you, some of these astronomers have just been, have been screaming at all the beautiful new things that we've seen now that we've never seen before, and they found now at the moment anyways, the furthest away galaxy that we've been able to see, and they showed it on the screen, this, uh, it was orange or kind of orangish reddish or something in the distance. So you could see a little glob of light and it was 30, I think 30 or 35 billion light years away. 
imagine that, you know, going to the speed of light for 35 billion years just to get to this, this one galaxy. And, um, you know, a few years ago, they discovered one that was closer in. They thought that was the furthest. And now it just keeps going and going and going. And the other astronomer says that all of the space that they've looked at, there's, it's every, it's just chock full of galaxies. You know, yeah. there's no, no space that's not taken up really. It's just galaxies. It goes on forever and ever. Um, so, and here, you know, here we are worried about little earth and us little grains of sand here. Yeah. We're the, you know? we're the grain of the sand. Oh, I oh know for gosh. me. Yeah. You I know, know for uh, me that I'm, I'm from a, a galaxy way. I mean, we haven't even found it yet. I so, know that I'm from a galaxy way out there and most yeah. of us are, um, you know, that's part well, of our life <clears throat> cycles. So I'm sorry if I may, because um, yes, please do. I think it's very important for uh, your listeners. And I talk about this on my show to know we are living in life on earth has always been dynamic. It's always been an evolution mm -hmm. of soul growth, but this is a, this is a crucial time because the dimensions are opening up to us yes. and, <clears throat> and the beings plural and different on all those dimensions are, are allowing, are, are being made available to us so that we can learn how to be a better human being. You know, exactly. so yeah. we can learn to expand. So, it, so it's no mistake, Regan, that you saw that, uh, you know, that special with the whole new, new galaxy, because the multi-dimensions are, I don't know if it's really that time is collapsing, but I know, and the people that um, I'm in interface with all the time, everyone is saying that that time feels like it's sped up. Oh yeah, that, everybody says that, yeah. And that reality, that, you know, I have a, a, a group of uh, six women. We are, we have been doing intentional prayer work with and for each other for two years mm -hmm. and all of us are being affected by mm -hmm. the, this, what the occurrence, especially this year. I mean, we thought last year was a, uh, Oh no, we're, we're, we're in an evolution and next year's even going to be more in, and, impactful. And evidently, this is going yeah. on because we're bridging into the age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. The age of Aquarius didn't happen when the fifth dimension sang their song. It's happening yeah. <laughs> now as we bridge into that. And so many of us that are here, like the three of us here, but many of us that are on the planet, you know, and after that pandemic <clears throat> that gave people a real strong as a, a wake up call. Yes. A real strong choice point. Do I stay? Yeah. Or do, do I, I go? go? Mm -hmm. And lots of people chose to go. I, that's my opinion. Um, and it's occurring now. There's more portals so if, if people really can't, don't want to comprehend the accelerated growth process we're in, they can go. And my father, who's 89, is one of those people. He, he loves and adores me, and he doesn't understand anything that I do. So when, because <laughs> so um, I talk this, if I talk about this stuff with him, he goes cross-eyed and he's, turns on yeah. a Western and, and that's it, you know, because yeah. he's that older, he comes off of world war two. 
-hmm. And then the Korean War was there and the Vietnam. It's so all this aggressional stuff, right? And here we are in another aggressional stage. Yes. And I just want to say, hold on, everybody, because it's going to happen more. Um, we have to have more implosions right, so, right. That we can, so that we can expand out. It's that so it's because very, implosions come in and, and then it comes, it, it's this kind of right, coming in. And that's but the that, circle. That's it the is. Thing. And that's the circle that's around every human. It's the aura circle. It's the aura thing that goes around the earth. And, the, and that's why I so attuned to the implosions because it is about coming in so we can go out. So we can come in and we can go out. And, and that's the divine feminine mm -hmm. coming back into our awareness as human beings because she was exiled for so long or stepped aside so that humanity could see the other perspective. Perspective. Mm -hmm. But that divine feminine is trying to is working now in us, through us, around us, through the circles behind me. It, and that's what you're talking about, Natasha, in order to bring balance, energetic harmony with the divine masculine. Mm -hmm. And and consequently, um, the divine feminine will, the divine feminine doesn't take shit. You no longer get to run your little story. And I'm, and I point at me, I've been having big stories about my dad, about my family, about me, you know, big stories. And the, your stories, those stories, while they are pertinent to how you frame your reality, they really are not why we're here. No. Run our mm -hmm. We are here to, to let go of those stories so we can become, like you're saying, Natasha, we can become more. And... Um, when the pandemic, when the lockdown happened, I, I, I meditate. I do a lot of meditation. I, I, I channel guided meditations that end up on Insight Timer, the app. Um, and I, so I sat down with myself and I was asking my spirit guides and all the everybody I work with, you know, what's mine to do? Really, what is mine to do? And I heard, activate the light. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? activate the light, please. And of course the inside of me, I'm starting to shake because been here, done that oh, way too many times. And I heard activate light leaders, not light workers. There's many of us that are working the light. We are our light workers, but the leaders into this new paradigm of the divine feminine, feminine balancing with the divine mas masculine requires leaders of light. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you have to be center stage with a spotlight on you. That doesn't mean it. But you can be a light leader in your daily life, at your work, in your family, mm -hmm. leading from that divine spark of light that I equate with love, with the, the energy of love, the vibration of love, and, and operating and leading from that, not from what was, because that paradigm's dead and everybody's beating it to death more, a dead horse, lots of flies. You get the picture. So the, the, where we're going requires people that can sit with each other and listen. And then instead of judging and whatever else has been happening up until this moment, the moment, and my voice is going over the airwaves, uh, it, it no longer matters. That's, that is the, the, 
the chaos that is necessary so that we can come out as new life, as you're talking about, Natasha, new life. Uh, that's what happens in nature all the time. In order for new species of plants and bugs and stuff to happen, chaos, enter entropy, I'm losing my words here, but stuff falls apart. It decays mm -hmm. until that decay becomes the fungus or the growth for something new and something better and something more symbiotic mm -hmm. because in nature, everything is symbiotic and they have to work together. It all well, and, and for example, the polar bear is a perfect example of that because mm -hmm. the polar bear used to be more like the, the grizzlies. Yep. Then because of evolution and need, they turned into more of the polar bear. Now you're seeing them have the evolution turning back again into more of a land bear. They don't need to spend time on the ocean like they did. You know, they're, they're, they're turning back into a land bear and, and getting back into, it's a slow evolution, but you can see it happening. And they're a perfect, you know, example of how to work with it instead of against it. And that's the thing is going to be the difference in if we're feeling successful in our life is to work with this um, decompose the decomposing that we're doing to create a new story. And for me, one of my skills is, is I treat this morning as a past life. Yeah, that happened, you know, last life, you know, you know, because that was the old story. I need to create a new story in this lifetime. So whatever's in front of me, learn from the past, like I do my past lives, but be in the moment. This is a life that I have now. And how can I create a new story as I move forward? Yes. Yes. Don't you uh, both or maybe what I've been thinking, because, you know, coming from a, a Christian background, having a lot of my um, siblings that are, um, you know, beautiful practicing Christians, you know, <laughs> and what I'm seeing now, too, is it's um, uh, it's like in, in the Bible, the book of Revelation is all about, you know, when Jesus comes back again and all of the. You know, it's, it, everybody that reads that, it's like reading a science fiction book, you know, because it's just not, it's all so full of, uh, of metaphors and things. Then you can look around and you can see the things that are in Revelation happening now. Uh, but in a sense, I think um, it's almost like that's the kindergarten version of what's going on. I mean, not to demean that at all, but I mean, it's the bare bones uh, thing about, you know, in other words, Jesus coming back again and people are going to have to choose. Well, what we talk about is this new consciousness is coming and people are going to have to choose and some will go forward and some will be left behind, you know, just like in Revelation, you know, and the people that are left behind, you know, probably going to have a lot more to uh, a lot more craziness in their life and hardships and things to deal with uh, because they haven't gone more towards the light, you know, uh, and I'm thinking, I, I don't know, maybe maybe Jesus will reincarnate and come back again to somebody else. But. I'm thinking that he's speaking metaphorically in the sense of the him instead of him coming, it's the consciousness or something that's it's the Christ you know. consciousness. Yeah. It is yeah. Christ, Christ consciousness, consciousness that each and every one of us, each and every one of us, doesn't matter where you worship, has access to because that Christ yeah. consciousness lives within us all the time. Mm -hmm. And many people have forgotten it. Like you mentioned earlier, Reagan, they've fallen asleep. They are pretending yeah. like they don't need, they don't matter, or they don't need to 
make a difference. But we are all emissaries of light. And Jesus wasn't the only one. And Jesus is still working on our behalf, as is Buddha, as is Gandhi, as is Martin Luther King, as is Kuan Yin. They're all bodhisattvas that are coming and helping by either inspiring individuals who can hear as above, so below. Mm -hmm. But it isn't that there is a man coming to save us because, because a, the poor guy tried at one time who (laughs) wants to go through that again. But the second thing is nobody listened. The third thing is nobody practiced what he taught. They don't practice what they, he taught. No, they don't. And they pretend like they do because if they practice what he taught, there are so many inequities so much brutality that would not happen because that is not what he taught. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so his, his assistance along with many archangels, along with other entities that some people might squirm at, that Natasha alluded to uh, people from other planets or mm-hmm. beings from other planets. They're not people, but they, everybody is here to ensure that planet earth moves through this, transformation so that the next golden age of humanity because there's been a few the next golden age of humanity is more enlightened Mm -hmm. and we get to borrow from the past golden ages of humanity exactly stand on those shoulders and build a better foundation for human soul growth when we come here so um, I, I, I apologize, Reagan, and anybody that's listening, if I said, but I'm straight up. I, I'm too old <laughs> to not be straight up anymore. And I, and I had been I, suppressed as an empathic child to keep my mouth shut. And I have chosen to not keep my mouth shut. And if you find you. it offensive, I apologize. And well, if you find it offensive, you might want to take a look at why. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Those triggers are a reason. But I'm going to give a perspective here because, you know, okay. Jesus is coming back. How many people are channeling him? How many are getting visions of him? Because there's a fact that um, I was with a friend who um, channels Mother Mary and she says, I'm coming out more this year. You know, she was on the fun of Time magazine. She came out that year. So it's not necessarily how we think humanity the human mind is so limiting they are going to come out in the way jesus is going to come out more you know like for me i did a little message from jesus yesterday because it was easter you know about how you know he didn't care what religion you were from he cared that you spread love kindness he you know be human to human know that that your mistake the other person does mistakes it's not about the wrong or right it's about being in kindness for each other's expansion of love and lessons we have to go through and the more that we can be that being of of just oh look at you you're having a rough moment how can i support you in this rough moment and and be love be that divine love i know for me i stay in the elementary school because that's where I'm spreading my light. People say, Natasha, you haven't walked down my end of the hall lately. 
And it's like, I never walk in your classroom. And they go, yeah, but I know that you haven't walked down the end of my hall lately, you know, because of that, that energy that, you know, I just walk in the room and people go, and that's not an ego. That's, that's an observation, you know, because I, I do walk with divine love, you know? Well, and, and, and I just, I, I congratulate you on accessing your, your, uh, divinity really that that light and love that you are Natasha because anybody can do that so I want the mm -hmm. listeners to know you can do that it's not it's not you don't have to look at us and go oh I want to be like them which I used to do a lot mm -hmm. when I was younger oh if I could be that amazing person up there speaking that truth that gets me going I want to be that but we're all that already yeah we're all that already we were born that way we were born that way and our life experience, like you were sharing, Natasha, uh, and I'm sure you've seen time after time, Regan, and all of your uh, yeah. counseling and past life. <laughs> and, and just his life, period. <laughs> right. Our life experience uh, brings us to pivot points, challenges, um, implosions, like you're saying, Natasha, so that we can remember yep. the truth of who we are, but we can also remember what else is it that our soul is wanting to grow by being on planet earth? Because eventually we don't have to come back. You know, eventually we can say I'm done, but yes, when you're here and if you continue to choose to stay on planet earth, it is really about your soul evolution. It is really about uh, looking at the challenges that you're facing and, and, and asking yourself, what is it? that's here to, that I need to learn from mm -hmm. and sometimes give yourself a break. How about, you know, today I'm tired of learning. I'm just going to go for a walk or sit under a tree. I'm not going to think about the thing that's got me, you know, by the ankles trying to shake me loose. Mm -hmm. um, but, but really to, to recognize a lot of people say, Oh, life challenges are a gift. I'm, you know, that's another one. They become a gift after you've got, at least for me, maybe it's, maybe you guys can go, oh, I'm having a life challenge and that's a gift. No, they become a gift for me after I go through the muck and the grime mm -hmm. and the yeah. stuff and the tears and the sorrow and the grief. And I climb out of that pond of yuck and I stand up and go, oh, I see. Oh, that mm -hmm. was a gift. But it could take five years. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. It's like we're going, we're going through these difficulties, and we're in a sense in our mind is going, "I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Not a gift. Oh gosh, this is awful." We get through it, and then we go, "Wow, that was a gift." <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. we we uh, that we, you know that we do. So, um, yeah. So I think uh, I know in all of our lives here. You know, if we look at ourselves from when we were teenagers into now you can see a steady um you know a steady um list of life's issues and problems we've had to go through making many mistakes learning you know um and then finally now so i'm thinking it's like i feel like now that i'm i'm getting much older i'm just getting the hang of things and then it'll be time to check out and I'm thinking, <laughs> i just i, I, I want to enjoy this to that adage of youth is wasted on the young you know i'm yeah. like damn why didn't i know this sooner because yeah. we weren't meant to we weren't right. meant to, to know those things i know for me i i was a very awakened soul from day one 
I remember being born. I remember my contract coming in and these aren't, I remember being picked up out of the crib. This is just memories that I have not, not meditations, but memories. And so my soul has been very awake. So learning that, but I know for me, one of the things that I have done in my life to help me get out of victimhood of my, my challenges, I'm going to call them was what is this here to teach me? And it wasn't that I was meant to, to learn what it was to teach me at that minute, but it took, it put me into the observation mode instead of the, the feeling like I was the rock rolling down the hill, even though I was the rock rolling down the hill, but I had eyes as I was rolling down the hill, you know? <laughs> so I had awarenesses as I was going down the hill because it is about what can we learn as we go in life. And that is the story of our soul's walk is, I mean, people are, a lot of souls are wanting to come on this earth because it's like, I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to learn. And then we're here. We're going, I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn. <laughs> you know, It's one of those things. So we have a couple of comments here that I'm going to, um, to, uh, so, um, uh, gay, uh, guys, thank you very much for he being here, guy. Uh, definitely. We all think we are strong, but we are not. Um, we are weak. And you know, we are weak in a moment when life is, is hitting us. But it's it's that trying to get our um, um, we've been dragged down. Yes. Uh, you know, we are weak, but it depends on what we perspective we have. Can I you know? tap on that, Natasha? Please do. Please I, do. Because having, you know, so uh, so my father is 89 and he is beginning his choice point of dying. And I'm it. <laughs> I'm it. I'm the one that is close lives closest to him. And I'm, I basically, I'm it. He's depending on me more and more every minute. Mm -hmm. And, but the, but, and he would say, this is, uh, he's weak as he's, you know, unable to actually say, okay, let's get it done. I'm going to die. He, he would say right now, this experience, it, he feels weak, but what it really is weakness guy from my personal experience, you, you don't have to live your life from my personal experience at all, but weakness really is vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And when we feel as human beings feel well in the American culture, at least we've been taught not to be vulnerable. We have been taught to be strong. We have been taught to suck it up. We've been taught to go in there and, you know, in the boardroom and whatever they say in those darn boards. Especially your houses. father's generation. Yes. Especially your father's generation. Exactly. And Regan's generation. Exactly. Because a lot of those people had, had to go and defend and fight for not just our country, but other people's countries that were being compromised. So the 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 idea there of weakness really is a um a key to to say can I be vulnerable? And then to experience it. <laughs> and allow yourself to experience it enough so you eventually can be uh, not necessarily comfortable in vulnerability, but uh, fluid in it. And in my personal experience, Guy, I that being vulnerable oftentimes becomes, becomes my strength. Yes. Because in the vulnerability, I can say what, like with my dad right now, I can say all that I need to say to him in preparation for him 
uh, crossing over. I can say what I need to say to the doctors that are, are, are attempting to try and, you know, deal with it. And I can also then be tender and loving to myself when I remember, uh, because the vulnerability is what cracks us open to love, a deeper love, mm -hmm. more love. And it's not just, and, and I'm not talking about loving somebody outside of you. I'm talking about loving yourself. Mm -hmm. And as the more I can allow myself to be vulnerable and those feelings that come up in the vulnerability, the stronger I become. So I'm just, I just invite everyone to kind of contemplate. Am I feeling weak because I, I am feeling out of control? Yeah. Am I feeling weak because I can't fix it? Yeah. Am I feeling, why are you feeling weak? Right. Ask yourself mm -hmm. that. Why am I feeling weak? And then if, if you can just be with that for a minute or two, you don't have to live it for a day or a year. You're, you can open up to a more a heart opening, more expansive experience of vulnerability that then allows you to be that light that Natasha has been talking about, because that's the only way your light can shine is if you're feeling if you allow that feeling of weakness or feeling vulnerable to then become your strength so you can shine more. And even in, in your anger or your sorrow or your frustration, you can still find a place of vulnerability, which becomes a loving kindness you do unto yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I found with my regular, even uh, hypnotherapy clients, even if we're not talking spiritual, um, what I have them do in hypnosis is to befriend uh, what's dragging them down. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's for pain management, you know, I have them imagine pain at the door as a per, you know, however it appears to them as a person and, uh, uh, you know, have them come in, uh, have them sit down, give them some cookies and milk and talk. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny, but it's just the shift in, in uh, becoming vulnerable, as you say, and just like saying, Hey, I got this problem. I'm being, dra I'm so dragged down right now. And, and when you make friends with whatever's dragging you down, it ceased to it have any power over you. Yes. You know, it's like the power just leaves. So uh, just doing these little mental exercises about just picturing it as a, as a person who's there just doing its job to teach you something, you know, could you could picture as a teacher with glasses and pens and everything there. And you going, you know, how's all your pain doing? You know, what do you, you know, I've just sent some extra pain there today. So you could, uh, you know, you could think of something or, or e even if it's a karmic payback that you're getting, you know, where sometimes we don't realize that that's what it is. When, when we, when we look at our lives and we can't see anything that we did in this lifetime to deserve whatever we're getting, a lot of times it's just balancing the books of something you need to pay back. So it's better just to go, okay, let me just get this debt paid back. You know, it, just like when you, you know, you make a student loan and then you all of a sudden you realize you got to pay it back, how painful that is, you know. Or you take of, out a credit card. Oh, wait, yeah. I can get those things for free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I thought, you know, it's paying it back is the hard part thing sometimes. And sometimes you got to go, okay, I just got to tighten the belt. It's going to mm -hmm. be difficult for a little bit here, but I'm, I got to make double payments. And, and then people that do that, they come and they get a plan and they, they figure it out. And pretty soon they're on the other side of it and they go, wow, 
I'm never getting myself in debt like that again. You know, yeah. it's too hard getting out. Uh, so Reagan, what I hear you really talking about is the, um, the dance between, uh, <clears throat> between surrender and resistance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and resistance is how most people live their life. I'm not going to do that. I don't like those people because they do that. I, you know, whatever that resistant mm -hmm. thing is, that is. You feel is against you, pushing against you, making you do the thing you think you don't want to do. Right. But in the grace, like Natasha mentioned earlier regarding her um, husband and his addiction, the grace comes in to allow us to surrender enough, just surrender up itty bitty bit, itty bitty bit. And uh, that surrendering doesn't mean you're giving up. It doesn't mean you're weak guy. Surrendering is where you open to spirit more and you mm -hmm. open to receive the grace. You open to receive the assistance of other human beings or unseen um, angels that are here to support us. So it, the resistance is the thing that keeps us always in a quagmire and the surrender often for people seems so challenging. I know, I know what it does for me at times. Well, and I understand that, you know, like we were talking about, you know, the, the you know, pandemic that went through COVID, you know, that, you know, what I have witnessed is, is that when people go through grief, it is the one thing that disarms them. Everything. And, and that's the thing is, is like, um, and, and guy, I'm going to bring your comment in here because there's a, there's a statement at the very end here that I want to talk to about. Um, I agree that, you know, I never thought I would dr be dragged down. I was the strongest person that any person can be, but yet, um, now I'm nothing. And then he just made another comment here. Um, um, I've lost a good friend and that should never have left this world. Um, there are better people than me. Okay. So perspective, um, they should be, um, sat in my place. Okay. So with that, that, and you know, that's the thing though, that this world, the statements that you're making here, guy is, is that this is this, this is what the awakening that is happening is, is that we have to look at no matter who somebody is, our stories from the past, who are parents, who are family, who are friends, who are world around us, who are commercials, who are TV shows, video games, whoever told us to be less than. Yeah. We have to. We have to decide that we're stronger than that. And grief, and I've witnessed this myself, losing my dad within six weeks of having my first child. You know, having my second child three weeks later, finding my mom had Lou Gehrig's disease. Then four years after that, my uncle had Lou Gehrig's disease. I, grief is the one thing that will strip you down, find you. It finds you so that you can be your better self. There was a time in my life where I didn't like anything of me. And I started to find that I had to find a part of me that liked. So I started with my toes. Toes, thank you for balancing me. Thank you for loving me enough to balance me. Oh, feet. Thank you for giving me a foundation. And then I worked my way up because I couldn't love me. I was so wrung out. I was so, I mean, after having a new baby, my mom passed, my mom with Lou Gehrig's disease, selling three houses, buying one, husband changed a job, dealing with an alcoholic, 
dealing with a four-year-old. I was cooked and done. I couldn't, I was stripped. I was stripped. But that stripping made me now. That stripping gave me yeah. a place to take down my house that I was in and strip it all down, get as vulnerable as I can with myself to say, damn it, Natasha, it doesn't matter what other people said. You know, because I couldn't read. I couldn't even read after high school, really. And so with that, then, you know, people told me I was stupid and dumb. Well, is that my story? No, I actually am very smart. I've got knowings that nobody else really has because I trusted that part of me that I didn't read about. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And wasn't talked about. And yeah. wasn't talked about at that time when I was younger. So I want you to know that, that you, the reason why you're still here is because you are meant to be here, guy. Oh. You're meant to be here. Yes. And you're meant to be here. And it, when you get your feet underneath you and find out that you are valuable, you're going to find out that sometimes it's just walking into a grocery store and smiling at somebody because that's what they needed that moment. And that's why you were here. And then the next place you go into and you smile at that person and you know, it builds, it builds. It's not yeah. one yeah. thing that makes you be here. It's the addition and the, the addition and the addition and the addition. And then when you look back and you go, Oh, like my, my mother of heart after my, my mom passed away, a woman came in my life for 20 years. She was my mother of heart. She said on her deathbed, I have learned more about my life in the last six weeks of me not being able to get out of my bed than I have my whole life because I was able to observe it. I was able yeah. to look back on it and say, holy crap, that's why that happened. And she was an enlightened soul. But, yeah. you know, so with that, that, you know, going forward. So, Guy, if you can put a sticky note right in the middle of that mirror that you look at and say, I am valuable. Yeah. And so you keep seeing that and you keep seeing that and you keep seeing that because you have to put it in an uncomfortable place so you could see it in a very vulnerable place, which is looking in the mirror. Yeah. And, and guy time and time again, when I, when I have people in deep trance and they go to the afterlife and spend a few hours and they talk to people that have passed on and they ask them why, you know, like if someone had a child that died early, you know, why, why did you have to go? They always find the reasons for that. And there's always the, the reasons and you'll find out that everything is just as it should be. They're yes. right where they need to be right now. And you're right where you need to be right now. And if you're feeling, uh, you know, if you're feeling left behind, if you're feeling, you know, you know, sad that uh, that you should be dead instead of them, they're doing just fine over there. OK, mm -hmm. they're 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 doing just fine over there, but you've got work to do still. So the soon as you. As soon as you kind of get through the grieving part, which everybody goes through a little bit, just kind of look around and go, why? Why am I still left here on Earth? You know, and it's going to be, you know, um, it's going to be for some reason that it might only be that you need to you need to befriend one person or to help one person in this life. But that can be, you know, worth the whole life's mm -hmm. lesson for that. Yeah. Yes. And I can I can tell you that because my dad, he was a chiropractor. He was a light of this world and he died of cancer. Back, um, you know, in 93. Uh, so with that, the, you know, even the lights of this world leave us. But guess what? I got the greatest guide that ever I would want is my dad. My dad and I were two, two peas in a pod. Our soul groups were very close together. So, you know, him and I are like two peas in a pod. And, 
And so with that, that now I have this great guide and I can say the same thing that your, your friend is, is right there supporting you, helping you get some paths. So um, good people, are, my good friends deserve to be here. Yeah. So it's like the, this might be, you know, and I'm just giving you a perspective here that guy that this example of, of your stripping yourself down might be an example of how you can find yourself value. You know, yeah. this might be why you're going through this. That's maybe why in the big picture, why not to say that the re reason why your friend left, but a, a kind of a side effect of your friend leaving is so that you can find yourself value. So yeah. I have, a, I have a phrase I, I um, attach to God abhors a vacuum. And what that means is when something empties out, the infinite God, love, light, whatever you want to call it, pours itself in to fill it. So with as people are um, leaving the planet, good or bad, there's more that comes back in to fill it and replenish and replace or yeah. not replace, replenish. So if you can uh, at some point allow your um, mind to soften uh, a bit, and allow that infinite presence of source energy to begin to flow into those parts of you, those, those places that feel empty, and allow it to flow into those places that feel broken, you will be able to re, like Natasha is talking about, rebuild from mm -hmm. a higher perspective and from a place where there's an infinite wisdom that resides within you already, already already within your heart if you allow that infinite presence god whatever you want to call it to come in and fill those empty broken spaces when i was um when i was going through a really rough divorce uh after 28 years i felt like my whole heart was shattered i i i felt like there was nothing left and i had been trained by my now ex-husband that I was worthless, mm -hmm. that I was not valuable, that I was not beautiful, that I was not blah, blah, blah. And so then when the divorce happened, I was so broken. And, and I remember days just sitting in my house going, okay, so who am I now? So maybe asking that question, who am I now? And then deciding what are the broken pieces of my life that I want to keep? You know, it's like, do I want to keep all those pieces? No, I didn't want to keep all those pieces, mm -hmm. I realized. And so what pieces did I want to keep? And I collected the pieces I wanted to keep of my life. And I began to build a, a, a strong foundation again of who am I? Who is Susan? Not who am I with this person or that person or because of or any of that. And that's what helped me begin to crawl out of my victim story. Um, and become more empowered, which is what, what I teach and what I talk about now, because it, it, it takes a lot of courage, but it also <laughs> takes saying, okay, am, who am I now? And what mm -hmm. pieces do I want to take with me to rebuild with? Mm -hmm. And I can say the same thing, you know, that I married an alcoholic and he is a double Leo and Leos tend to be narcissistic attitudes alcoholics are narcissists so i lived with a a tri-narcissist 
for probably 23 years of my marriage, 24 years of my marriage, right? And I was already feeling low and self, low self-esteem, even though, you know, I knew if he called me stupid, which he tried a couple of times, I told him that's not acceptable because that, that just wasn't in my language, even the first when we first met. But as we started moving forward, it really taught me how to stand up in me. So even when those times when he was yelling at me and telling me things, I, I just had a, a in me going, you're not going to teach me to treat me this way anymore. And I did, couldn't say it outwardly because he that would be a major fight. But I would say that just in me, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not allowing this anymore. This is not, a, and, the, and his look would kind of get a little bit off because he knew that my energy changed. He couldn't explain it. He didn't know it in his 3D world, but he knew that there was something different. So, you know, practicing that. And, and that's why I'm saying that, you know, guy, you have to, in order to find the self-value, you have to find ways of doing that. And even if you put it, like for me, I had a note, you know, I surrender, I accept, and I trust was on my note, bedside bed so that I knew that I was going to surrender that day or I was going to trust that day. And if I couldn't trust, I was going to accept that day. You know, it was like there's these practices we can do to create our higher self. And it takes it takes that willingness to 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 persevere, to keep that wheel turning forward. You got to keep that wheel turning forward metaphorically. Yeah, there's a there's a book you could get, Guy, and um, there's a million souls. So you can probably get it for on used books for five or six bucks, but it's just called Journey of Souls. And it's about this process. Uh, it, there's all these different case histories and you're gonna read um, about a lot of people that have been in similar situations as you and they and how they found out the why to everything that helped them to accept it and to help them to move on and to help them realize that they're, they're never alone and to help them uh, realize that um, even right now that you have a guide or somebody that's there uh, just waiting for you to connect uh, that can help you get through uh, these things um, much easier, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's tough being in school sometimes, you know, oh, yeah. like some classes are harder than others, but it always feels good when you graduate, but there seems to be, once you graduate, there's always another school lined up for you to go through to learn a whole bunch of new things. Exactly. I love that perspective, Regan. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I was shown how surrendering, um, how wonderful it is to surrender and how you can still go through a lot of problems in life, but you can kind of breeze through them instead of it being uh, crazy. It's just when when I was in a place of total surrender, it was just on a trip to Texas um, back and forth, you know, and uh, I broke down five different times. I told it the story any one time, but every time I broke down, I just was joy. I just was like, "All right, got a flat tire in the middle of Arizona, and nobody around." Um, okay. And a moment later, here comes the tow truck behind. Says, "Oh, you need some help? Lifted it up, put the tire on for me." And 20 minutes later, I'm back on the road, and I'm going, <laughs> "Wow, that was pretty cool." You know, I get and I get to my destination. Just as I get there, the whole engine blew up. The, oh the gaskets went. And it happened to be, um, I was able to get it towed about, I don't know, five miles to a guy. I did, a, I was there doing a show for, for 10 days and he finished it that afternoon, rebuilding it. I didn't lose any time or anything. Went and picked it up, wow. started driving back. Then I had a ride in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, on the way back to California, carburetor uh, 
blew up on me. I'm stuck there, nowhere on the freeway. And then I realized, wait, I, my father-in-law lives in Phoenix. You know, I called him up. It was on a Sunday. He knew a mechanic uh, in the area, and he called him up. The guy came out, uh, uh, fixed my van. I had dinner with my father-in-law. Just so I'm done, the guy calls and says, well, got your carburetor, you know, redone. Went, it was just nothing. And then I'm almost home to Sacramento. <laughs> I'm almost home to Sacramento, and the pistons blew through the block, and all the oil went off on the freeway. And uh, the whole engine was just dead then, you know, and I'm 90 miles from home. I look over to my left on the freeway and here's this place that has these big box vans that rebuilds engines right across the street. And and he I called him. He just came over, took it there. I mean, it, it, it was just I, and it's almost was the most beautiful experience to go through because it was like, you know, when it happened, I was just joyful. Like, OK, it just blew up, you know, and it, instead of like cursing and oh i'm stuck and oh and it could have been horrible and um i think that was just god's uh that that trip was like this whole learning experience to just surrender no matter how hard or difficult something happens in life just kind of look around and go oh god after you cuss a little bit here and there <laughs> you know for about 10 minutes and then you go all right here we are now what do i do you know yeah you'll you'll you'll, you'll get through things you know and, so. and that's the thing it's okay to have emotions yeah. And it's okay to be in the pit. It's 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 better for us if we don't stay there. You know, right. I don't want to say it's wrong to stay there, but it's better for us if we don't stay there. That we move up, we move out, it, we move through it. I know for me, it's like, holy freaking shit! Why is that freaking happening to me? And then I go, okay, yeah. Now what do I do? Do you find you know? that too, Susan? That uh, now that you're doing this, when you fall down in the mud. Uh, you get up a lot quicker and get back on the wagon and move forward. Yeah, I do. I don't stay there for several days or years yeah, or whatever, but I do have to, I have to kick and scream yeah. I have to kick and scream and curse and, you know, whatever else in the moment. And then, um, and then you just, you know, my grandfather said, used to say, you pull yourself up by the bootstraps, yep. you know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't mean that that's easy, but, the Buddhists, you know, in Buddhism, it's important that you feel your feelings, like Natasha was saying. It's oh, yeah, you totally, it's, it, it's worthy you, to do that. Otherwise, you just are suffering. That's the whole point of Buddhism is to learn how to balance life so that you're not in suffering, but you're yeah. in, in, in learning and in acceptance and in surrender and and all of that. So, yeah. 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 A, a, a master, a guy that I looked up to that's highly spiritual told me, he said, one of the goals of being in life is to learn to be in the middle of a tornado and to be calm. You know, mm -hmm. in other words, it's all swirl, like the whole, your whole life's being torn up, but somehow in the middle of it, you, you can be all right. You know? Um, so I know resistance just causes more, more resistance. Pain. Yep, yeah. it does. Yeah. The more it we push really it away, does. The more it attacks us, you know. I had that happen um, with my brother um, just this last week. We were looking for uh, golf balls next to the golf course, and it was in Tucson. So everything you touch has stickers, you know, thorns. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, and so he re the very first one he reached down, uh, it's like a, a, a thing that was about three inches long. It almost looked like it was shot out of a cannon into his hand. I mean, it just, it just went deep into his hand you know he didn't even like touch it i don't know it's just the weirdest thing so here he has he, he's 
going, ow, 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 ow. He's got this three-inch thing with needles stuck in his hand. He's got the golf ball <laughs> there. And his wife is going, I told you not to go down and do, <laughs> you know. And uh, so we had to find a way because it's stickers all over to grab it, to pull it out. So I found a sock or I, we got and we put it on. And when I tried to pull it out of him, it jumped into my hand and stabbed me, you know. So I'm just sitting there going, ah. So we finally got it out and it hurt for a little while. But, uh, but uh, you know, an hour later, we we're just, just fine. So, but the rest of the week, I'll tell you, it, it, I learned the lesson. Anytime the, and I did, I found about 55 golf balls. That was about $200 worth of golf balls that I brought home in my suitcase. But uh, it taught me to, you know, to be very careful. You know, when I reach in, so I thought that's a, a great lesson. You know, just yeah, even great that. metaphor. Be careful. Be conscious of when you want move. You know, grab onto something because you know there's a lot to experience with it. Yeah. So thank you, Sue, for um for uh putting that on Facebook too, so guy can see that in the comments. Well, what was uh, yeah. that that Sue did? I missed that. Oh, um, so Sue said that the um the journey of the souls by Newton is on oh. audiobook on <clears throat> YouTube and it's free. Oh. Um, oh, really? And then um, Guy says, thank you. Um, and then he also said, um, as much as I'm hurting, I'm sure learning. Good job, because that's, that's that's a great, perspective guy. that's going to give you a tool to move forward. And then um, and then uh, Guy, here's a link to the audio book um, for Regan and uh, Regan mentioned. Yeah. So there's the, the YouTube link. And so, so if you just, if guy just types in journey of souls, YouTube, it'll probably come up. Don't you think? Yes, probably. And I would say that yeah. for anybody. Um, I would say that on, on it for anybody. Yeah. And so. Susan, what's the name of your book again? Uh, my book is called live an empowered life, a 30 day journey book. It's actually a workbook. So oh, that's um, great. my intention was, uh, that individuals could work through their own stuff and become self-empowered. But it also um, is linked to my website. So there's videos um, and uh, tutorials um, and guided meditations so that when you're working the book, you feel alone. You know, yeah. I'm right there every step of the way. And um, you mentioned, uh, and Guy, um, another thing that will help you is download Insight Timer. It's one yes. of the best meditation apps on the planet. And there's about a hundred things you can do there. Uh, even if you just want to listen to some of the, there's guided meditations on there that can help. There's probably some guided meditations for helping you deal with grief and different things, yes. you know, I'm, I'm sure. But even if you just uh, listen to some of the beautiful music that's designed to kind of help you go within and you, it'll help just to kind of soothe the pain and, um, you know, to take you a little deeper within yourself. But, um, uh, don't you're just in a place that many of us have been. And I'll, I will guarantee you. And, and if you got contacted the show in five years from now and you talk about, hey, I'm Guy from five years ago. And you're probably going to say, man, that was the best thing ever happened to me. You should see where I am now, mm -hmm. and what I've learned and how strong I've gone, how empowered that I am now, you know, uh, with myself. Um, that's what Susan's all about is helping empower you and Natasha and I. Um, and we're still having other people that are our people that I would say that are above us that are pulling us up. So yes. it's Mentally. all of us. It's like, there's always people above us and people below. And the thing is, is no ego involved. Just look around. If there's someone with a hand out, reach down and pull them up some way, even just mm -hmm. by being kind or nice or give them five bucks, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, and exactly. then always, always realize that there's somebody up there that can help pull you up a little bit more too. 
which is what we try to do in the show today, you know. So uh, it's been great having Susan here today. Susan, you're a, you're a ball of energy. I love you. <laughs> you know, just and telling it like it is. I'm trying to learn to do that more and more and not because I'm an Enneagram nine, which is a peacemaker and we don't like to rock the boat. So I'm very careful with the words that I say. But something on this last trip when I was in the middle of the desert or something says, Regan, you need to speak up a little bit more, you know. Uh, from what you know is truth and, and whatever people think about it, they think about it, you know? So I'm, I'm hopefully I'll be like you in a, in a, in a few years, Susan. (laughs) 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 There's something beautiful about that. Don't you feel good, Susan, when you can just say your piece and just say it and not have to like hide, you know, hide what you feel. I spent a majority of my life hiding um, mm-hmm. I didn't understand that that's what I was doing until I took a couple years off and just did a really deep inner dive to see why I was operating the way I was. And it's because I was hiding because well, look at me, I was born with bright red hair. I, I, I think I stand out like a sore thumb, but mm-hmm. other people don't see me. So it was something within me that yes. was causing them not to see me or mm-hmm. hear me. So yeah. I've just done a lot of inner work to go, you know what? Life is too darn short. Exactly. I had a situation when I was in Spain where I had a roommate that told me basically, I don't want to be your roommate anymore. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And I went, oh, okay. And through that experience, I went, oh, okay. So how I perceive myself is how others perceive me. That's my mantra that came out of that. How I perceive myself is how... Um, how others perceive me. And so I got a chance to practice that while I was in Spain with people I didn't know going, hmm, okay, I can either be dyslexic, unworthy, and, and or I can be a knower, a seer, a beer. I can yeah. be in the moment. I don't have to be anything special. I could just be because my voice is just as important as important as others. And um, Guy, I know um, you said this in the comments that um, you tried to not be here twice in this planet. And I'm so grateful you're here. And maybe the yeah. reason why you're here is to be here now. And um, uh, and and then he says, um, I stand out because you you are a strong woman. Yeah, we have so two strong women here right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I hate to end it on this note, but it's it's already past the hour. <laughs> so so yeah. can, Susan, can you come back on again? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be That'd great. Be the hour goes really fast. Yeah. That, when when lovely. your life gets a little bit less probably chaotic, would might be a little bit. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It just is. It so, is what it is. Exactly. It is it is. There's, there's peaks and then there's valleys and then there's peaks. Says, and then there's it is valleys. what it is. And Old Dominion wrote a song about it is what it is. And mm-hmm. I, my, my spouse and I, when my mother was going through issues, we would just sing that song to each other. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. I have this favorite song that I that I listen to, and it's from Shine Down. They're a rock group. Um, you lose your, uh, you lose your, one of the verses is you lose your um, way from the cradle to the grave, but in the end, how do you love? And that is my mantra. That is my song. And I listen to it every time I get a little bit quirked and it's like, come back to love, come back to love, back to love, come back to love. It's the only reason why we're here. Yeah. And one more thing, guy, if you're still there, um, 
just um, one of the things we always the saying that Natasha started on here that we love is just tell yourself and say this over and over again that you're you that you love yourself as you're perfectly imperfect. Okay, mm -hmm. and that that'll help to start lessen you any self uh, hatred or anything you have for yourself from the bad decisions you've made prior to this. Yep. Doesn't matter what you've done in the past if you've learned from it a little bit because I'm sure now some of those things that you're looking those decisions you made. If the same situation was up right now, I don't think you would you would take the the road that you did previously. And that means you've learned. So mm -hmm. we've all done bad things in the past. And hopefully we just continue to not do as many bad things in the future. Uh, but um, just uh, love thyself. You know, mm -hmm. I love and accept myself is a good sentence to start saying to yourself, even though you're perfect and that you're perfectly imperfect. Actually, can I tap on that for just yes. real quick? I know we're out of time, but when I was going through divorce, the mantra I used all the time is I love myself. I am loving. I love myself and I love myself more than I ever have in my life. Hmm. Yeah. I yes. like that. I like That's that. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be I know right I grew up, Yeah. And I grew up with my dad saying to me at this minute in time, you make this information Another week from now, you'll have other information and you wish you would have made another decision back then, but you weren't. You were in that moment being who you were. And so yeah. all you can do is move forward and say, and I used that mantra a lot when I was dealing with my mom with O'Garrick's disease, because I, yeah. I knew that I was going to look back three years later and go, God, why didn't I do different? But I remembered that I was so freaking tired, you know, and dealing with life. So you know, I love that much. Can you say that again, please, Susan, so we can leave with that? I love, I am loving, and I love myself more than I ever have in my life. Mm -hmm. It's what built myself up from the inside out. Yeah. Thank you for that. I think that's a great place to, to stop this. Um, Susan, can you mention a couple places where people can reach you, please? Um, the best thing is to go to my website, Susan Burrell, B-U-R-R-E-L-L.com. And everything's there. You can find my uh, podcast, Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. You can find uh, the Insight Timer icon at the bottom of every page. Click on that. It takes you right to my guided meditations that are loaded on Insight Timer. And um, there's something. Oh, and you can access my book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. There's something else there, but hey, and if, oh, if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get uh, a free guided meditation called Out of the Box thinking great mm. yeah and on, cool. uh, on my website there's a visit the afterlife some great videos uh there's a free book on there guy if you're interested you just ask for it on the contact page and i'll send you a free ebook uh it's about all the current research that's being done on past lives and it's blow your mind on how much proof is it's out there now huge. it's huge yeah and natasha what about you how can they get a session with you or uh find you um, you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com, and I so enjoy. I have this new um, uh, healing technique that I'm doing where I go back into our personal DNA, and we do some healing work in our personal DNA, and then while we're doing that, I go back into your past lives and, and work on some of those, and it's it, it, it's an amazing healing aspect. I, I People, when they leave me, they're like, oh, my gosh, my life just... I, 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 they have no words because their life, they can feel their life go kook and it's, it's amazing healing technique. And so um, I love to do that to just 
I love to help people work through who they are. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, uh, and uh, Guy, thank you for being here. Um, and I'm glad he mentioned that he needed this tonight. So thank you for Good. being here. Thank you all. So we are here Mondays um, at four o'clock Pacific time for the Dance of Soul. And I am on Life Clarifications with Natasha on Wednesdays. And this week I am going to be talking about worthiness. So with that, um, yeah. yeah, I um, so I will be seeing you guys. And we are here on Facebook and YouTube uh, at the same time. Thank you all for being here. And thank you, Susan, for being here. This I knew this was going to be magical tonight. So thank you for following through with my intuition. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please stick around. We'll be right back. Uh, so see you. Um, blessings to all. And know you are deeply loved by everyone who is helping you on the other side. And include yourself on that. There blessings be. See you next week.